0: Podcast Answer Man, episode number 325.
1: Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference.
2: This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, everybody. Mark Mason here from LateNightInternetMarketing.com. I've got two degrees in electrical engineering, and when I have a podcast question, I call Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the podcast answer man.
0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show and everything we do in life to the next level. Oh my goodness, my friends, I am so excited about this week's episode. I actually had to move a lot of things that I had prepared for this episode out and push them to next week because there was just too much. It, it, and when, you know, people oftentimes ask me, Cliff, you know, I, I'm thinking about creating a podcast, but how do I always consistently come up with new content? And I, I tell people the same thing all the time. I, I'm like, find something that you're so passionate about about that literally you're you're investing so much of your time in it that, that you're always finding new things. You're learning new things. You're having new conversations, new experiences. And when you're so invested in the niche topic or niche field or niche industry that you're involved in or that you're podcasting about, uh, when you're so involved in it, you eat, breathe, sleep, drink it, then you'll never be for want with things to talk about. And that's certainly the case here with this uh, with Podcast Answer Man and for me. I, I love podcasting, as if you guys didn't know that. Anyway, here's what's coming up on this show. And uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. And I want to let you know right now that we are going to give you a very brief personal plug of the week. I'm going to give you a little feedback from Derek Olson and, on the conferences episode that I recently did. And I'm going to play a new promo for you that I have standing by. And then, of course, I also have Mark Mason from Late Night Internet Marketing on this show today. And a, a majority of this episode, if not most of it, is going to be devoted to the seven things that podcasters need to know about affiliate marketing. So if that sounds interesting to you, stand by for the, all of that content here And if that is not interesting to you, then feel free to tune in again next week where I have an entire list of other things that I'll talk about then. Anyway, personal plug of the week this week. Kicking things off here. I want to uh, give a shout out to my good friend Jeff Brown from the Read to Lead podcast. Now, here's what I read from, uh, I, I believe I pulled all of this stuff off from his website. Jeff believes that uh, intentional and consistent reading is key to success in business and life. Now, here's the deal. I totally believe this. So many people are asking me, Cliff, how do you uh, seem to always accomplish your goals? How is it that you, whatever you put your hands to, it just seems to turn into a success? Well, The fact is not everything that I put my hands to turns into a success, but most things that I do... Happen to actually be successful, and there are a couple reasons. I've already given you guys the secret of my podcast mastermind, and and the the fact that I do life together uh, with business advisors, people who are well beyond where I am, who advise me when it comes to big decisions. And there's one other way, and that is through reading amazing books like Think and Grow Rich, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind uh more recently i'm actually reading a book right now and uh, gosh i wish i knew the name of it right now uh hold on i'll pull it up here on my on my what do you call this the i ba- it's called outwitting the devil brand new book uh released recently like within the last year, year or so from napoleon hill this thing has been in the archives for years and uh it's never been re- released before until just uh, just recently a lot of people who are napoleon hill fans are like Oh my gosh, Cliff, I never knew this one existed. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to go get it right now. I'm in the middle of reading this book. It's absolutely awesome. But I do believe also, like Jeff Brown does, that intentional and consistent reading is key to success in our business and in our personal lives. Uh, now, each uh, episode that Jeff publishes uh, is in a conversation with a successful and inspiring nonfiction author. Uh, the authors discuss their latest book and their unique perspectives on leadership, personal development, business, marketing, career, and entrepreneurship. I happen to know from uh, my audience here what I know about you guys, that a lot of those keywords resonate with you. And so I encourage you, if you want to learn a little bit more about some of the great books that you may want to add to your reading list, go check out the Read to Lead podcast from Jeff Brown. And also, I want to just say this. The real reason why Jeff is my personal plug of the week this week is due to this man's use of social media and the way that he uses it to encourage others and build them up. I I can't seem to go anywhere where I don't see his thumbprints over the comments section and and even in my own comments on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that and, and on my show notes of my own uh, on my own site. And never in a self-promoting way. He's always just there to be an encourager. And uh, this is also another key critical component to success, which is adding value to other people and their platform and giving encouragement and serving them in any way that you can without any strings attached. And I really get the feeling that what Jeff Brown is doing is really the no strings attached approach that I'm very much, uh, you know, try to live my life by. So anyway, go check him out. That's my personal plug of the week. Read to lead podcast.com. One more time, read to lead
1: podcast.com.
0: All right. Next up real quick, uh, feedback from the voicemail feedback hotline. And this is from Derek Olson. Derek, Take it away, my friend.
1: Hello, Cliff, and everyone else who's listening. My name is Derek Olson, and this is in response to episode 323 entitled Invest in Conferences and Yourself. I could not agree more that attending a conference is not a cost, but rather an investment. And my own story goes like this. I attended a conference called the Speak It Forward Conference with Kent Julian, and that's where you and i met i didn't even know you were going to be there so it was a surprise to me to see you there and and meet you we had a very brief conversation about podcasting where i mentioned that my wife actually started a downton abbey fan podcast it's called the downton abbey reflection and as a result of that conversation a couple of weeks later you emailed me about an opportunity at tv talk And since then, both my wife and I have been hired by TV Talk, both as hosts, and I have been hired on as a producer. So when it comes to seeing a visiting a conference or attending a conference as an investment versus a cost, I will just simply say that every month that I work for TV Talk, I earn more than triple the cost of attending the Speak It Forward conference. So, thank you very much. I couldn't agree more to think of in attending conferences as an investment and not just as a cost.
0: Derek, thank you so much, my friend. And, you know, I absolutely love that feedback. In fact, he originally posted that as a comment on episode 323. If you have not listened to episode three, 323, Investing Conferences and Yourself, Uh, You can listen to that at podcastanswerman.com slash 323, and when I read his comment, I asked him if he'd be willing to call that in, and so thank you for doing that for me, uh, Derek, and it's the perfect example of exactly what I was talking about, and I forgot all about that, and um, Derek did not have any clue that I was going to come to the Speak It Forward conference. Um, you got to imagine he probably paid several hundred dollars to attend that conference. Then he probably paid a couple hundred dollars to stay in a hotel and he paid a couple hundred dollars to travel uh, to that location. Potentially, I don't know where Derek lives. I don't know about the travel, but all the other stuff. but but now he's making triple whatever it is, the total cost of his attending that conference triple that every on a monthly basis. He makes he he makes it back. And so it's absolutely awesome. And and that's exactly it. I remember the conversation. We were at a little networking party at Kent's house. We were in his dining room. I remember the place where we were standing and we were just having a casual conversation and I in no way in my mind saw any business opportunity there whatsoever in that conversation. And then all of a sudden my friend Stuart launches TV talk and he says, hey Cliff, I'm looking for hosts and also I'm looking for producers. Do you have any recommendations? And of course, oh yeah, I remember this conversation, Derek, Uh, He and his wife are doing a – they would be great to do a Downton Abbey podcast for TV talk as well. And, of course, that also led to him getting this producer position within the company. So absolutely awesome. Perfect example of what I was talking about. And here's the deal. Many times you won't know when this will happen. It might not be for a year or two or three from then. uh, But uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. And you know what? I believe in this stuff so much that my great friend Eric Fisher uh, texted me the other day, and he mentioned something about the fact that this weekend he's going to be in Nashville. And I'm like, really? What are you going to Nashville for? And he told me about this thing called the Start Conference with John Acuff, uh, who's part of the Dave Ramsey organization. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm free this weekend. I'm going to talk to Stephanie and see if I can't come down. And so very last minute, I mean, literally worked out the plans yesterday. Uh, I signed up for the conference and said, I'll see you there. And I know that uh, Eric Fisher is going to be there. My great friend Jared Easley is going to be there. And also my great friend Andy Traba is going to be there. So I plan on hanging out with those guys. And uh, Eric's bringing his wife Beth as well. Uh, There's some other people that I know that will be there that I haven't really gotten to know extremely well. It'll be a smaller gathering of people. I'm not going to be speaking at the conference, so I won't be as distracted about planning for my talk or being nervous about getting up on stage or anything like that. Um, And not only that, but I'll be hanging out with my good friend Dan Miller this weekend as well. So I love attending conferences, and I just want to let you know I practice what I preach. And uh, yeah, so exciting stuff.
1: Do you work for yourself full time or desire to do so in the near future?
0: Do you have a desire to connect with other success-minded
1: entrepreneurs? Are you ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level? If so, the podcast Mastermind may be just what you're looking for. Imagine having ongoing access to non-judgmental and constructive feedback, tips and resources, technology reviews, and open exchange of ideas, collaborative tasks and meetings that are designed to boost your confidence and credibility.
0: The podcast Mastermind. It's designed to get you plugged into a small group of like-minded, success-oriented individuals who are consistently focused on helping you take the next right step toward meeting your personal and professional goals.
1: For more details and to learn how to apply, head on over to podcastmastermind.com.
0: Podcastmastermind.com today. All right, my friends, it is that time. Mark Mason is on the line and in the house. Hello, Mark Mason. Hello, Cl- Cliff. How are you? I have never been better, my friend. It gets better every minute of the day. And I cannot believe it's taken this long to get you on the podcast, Answer Man.
2: Well, since I've listened to every episode since episode one, you would think, you know, maybe I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Not only that, but I think,
0: uh, aren't you the president of, of a certain organization?
2: Yes, I am the president and founding member of the Cliff Ravenscraft Fan Club. He's the only member, but he's still, <laughs> he's still the president. God, I'm very jealous of your plans to go hang out with Eric. You know, I'm a big John Acuff fan. I love his book because... Uh, the The start book, or, or the the one that uh, talks to people uh, who like me, who have a full time job and do part time internet marketing, or you know have some kind of part time side business. That's that's just a seminal work in that area. So I, I really love him, and I love his story, and uh, I, I think you're going to really enjoy hanging out down there.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. One of the things that happened uh, now, I, I I have to admit that you know there's so many people. In this space, you know, that I should know about and I should be networking with and I should be reading their books. I know that he wrote a book called Quitter. Is that the same guy?
2: Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. The book is called Quitter. That's right.
0: Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, you know, Eric Fisher and uh, Andy Traub, these two guys, uh, very close personal friends of mine, as you know, uh, both of them talking about John A. Cuff all the time. I mean, it, it's like, to. I mean, it, it's like, John Acuff to them is like my Dan Miller, you know, he, they're always talking about John Acuff. And I hear great, wonderful things. And And I think I've probably clicked on a video or something like that and saw some, just, you know, maybe five or ten minutes of something from John Acuff before. Seems like a super great guy. But not, unfortunately, just because of my own time, I've not taken the time to read any of his books or materials or listen to a podcast from him yet. Uh, I will be doing that. On a four and a half hour drive later today uh, to Nashville, I'll be listening to, to some of his, his his existing podcast episodes, which I think his podcast is currently on hiatus. But just here's the cool thing. I sign up for this conference and then Andy's like, hey, I know somebody uh, that, that probably would be interested that you're coming. Uh, I get an email from John's organization saying, hey, we just upgraded your pass to a VIP pass and also want to know if you could be pot- uh, potentially available where John can interview you on his podcast. How cool is that? Oh, very,
2: that's very nice. I love it when stuff like that happens. That's so cool.
0: And, and I have to say a huge shout out to my great friend, Andy Traub, for making that happen. Uh, but really, the, the this is what I'm talking about. Now, by the way, we're, when you go and attend a conference, this isn't the stuff that happens right out of the gate. I mean, not this. But this happens when you have that forward momentum and you've been building your brand for years and years and years. You know, I'm seven or eight years into this now. Uh, and seven or eight years now, later and you've built your brand and you've you've come to be known in your niche and stuff like that, these things are the sort of things that can happen. But here's the deal. I mean, I, I didn't even care about the cost. So even before I looked at the cost of the conference, I'm like, I will be at this conference, Eric. I'm signing up today. And I went, and it's only a couple hundred dollars. And so I went and signed up for it. And and the next thing you know, and by the way, the only reason I wanted to go was to send, spend a little bit more personal quality time with Eric, with Andy, and with Jared. Those, the, that was my only purpose for attending this conference. I And now here here I'm going to be interviewed by John Acoff. I was like,
2: what? Seriously? That's you know, cool. uh, what occurs to me, uh, I know those three guys pretty well, as you know, and some of this... You know, you talk about the value of going to conferences, and and a minute ago, you were talking about why things that you touch turn to gold. A lot of it has to do with the company you keep. I I know a lot of your listeners don't know Eric, they don't know Andy, and they don't know Jared personally. These guys are sort of among the nicest, most genuine, most helpful, wonderful people that you're ever going to meet in your life, and so... I mean, I think the fact that you surround yourself with those sorts of people, with the Jared Easleys and the Eric Fishers and the Andy Trobs of the world and the Dan Millers and so on, I, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, the way, that, the way that your boat rises. You know, it's the rising tide. The people that you surround yourself with has a lot to do with your success.
0: That's a great point. Thank you for pointing that out, um, Mark. You're absolutely right. I mean, this isn't... You know a lot of this stuff isn't a result of things that I'm doing personally and, and how great I am, but it, it is about the people who I do life with. I do life with who have with people who have that similar heart for serving others and look for ways to always prosper others well before even thinking about them them prof, prospering or profiting themselves and, and that's I do I love dealing with those kind of people and, and Mark, I want to just say that you're one of those people also.
2: Well, my personal challenge is not to average you down too much. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, here's the deal,
0: folks. If you don't know about late night internet marketing, hit uh, the, the podcast with Mark Mason, it used to be called the Mason World, late night internet marketing podcast. But I'll tell you what, this show is amazing. Mark is a guy who works in a corporate job, nine to five, actually probably a little bit more than that at times, I'm sure. Uh, In a very big tech company that's been around for years, I won't say the company's name, but I used to play with one of the little toys that were orange and had a funny computerized voice when I was a kid.
2: Is that too much, Mark? (laughs) No, no, it's okay. All right. You know the only the only reason i i don't uh, i don't ever actually speak the name is kind of like Voldemort. Yes. Um. I, I've worked there for twenty years, more than twenty years, and out of respect for the company, which has been incredibly gracious to me in every way I can imagine over the last twenty plus years, I, I just don't want uh them to ever be confused about what my first priority is which when it comes to work which is working for them.
0: Awesome. And well and of course you do put them first and that's one of the things that I love about you and your mission statement. So your desire, Mark's desire is to help people escape the 9 to 5 and and eventually build an internet business that can one day become their full-time income. But not everybody is going to do that. Some people want to actually just create some additional income on the side and, and work at something during the evening. Some people are, are on a definite plan. And your show is I love the I love the theme, the title, everything. It's all about that late night, you know, the late night hustle, if you will.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I I just like to help people profitably is usually what I tell people. Um and the profitably part is—it's definitely the second part. I mean, uh, you know, it's important to do things that you really enjoy doing. That's the helping people part. I'm also passionate about internet marketing. I find it completely fascinating. Um, but you know, it's—it's it's silly to hide the fact that that many times you you need this to work out. Uh, in a cash flow positive way, and so basically, what it's all about for me is creating value. And, as you said many times, occasionally that results in the collection of these certificates of appreciation, the little green ones. but But that's not really the primary thing. The primary thing is really interacting with people. And I have you to thank for a lot of my thinking in this area because you know you're so community focused. Um, my you know, a lot of the best practices that I have in that regard, I've learned from you.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I, I know that I tuned into one of your episodes where you talked uh, in length about my approach on how I um, did a blog post about the Fitbit and was you know you talked about the thing, the lessons you can learn by how Cliff did a blog post about his Fitbit and and mentioned that you know at the bottom of the post here's an affiliate link if you want to buy one, and I really I really dug that.
2: Yeah. And that's actually a perfect segue for this content. So, you know, yesterday in Pam 324, you did this excellent episode about how can I make a living doing podcasting? And and in order to do that, um, of course, you're going to have to monetize either the podcast or something around the podcast. And you talked a lot about uh, not directly monetizing the podcast. And I agree with everything that you said in that episode. Sometimes, though, as you do, there's an opportunity to create some income almost directly from the podcast by, by, through product recommendations. And I thought, since that's an accessible way for most podcasters, that's a great first marketing uh, monetization strategy for podcasters. I thought it would be great for us to talk about what I think the seven things are that if that podcasters really need to know about affiliate marketing.
0: I think that's a great topic. And and that's why you're on the show this week. And I just want to clarify for anybody who was confused about last week, because uh, I, I had somebody put in a comment. It's like, gosh, Cliff, you should have you never really said it, but you should have just set out and you should have just flat out came out and just uttered the sentence. We would we, w- we would definitely stand by. Uh, you should have just blurted it out. There's no way that you can make a living in, by you making a podcast your occupation. And I just want to clarify, I never said those words and in, I never meant those words. And in fact, I did state specifically word for word on I think at least three occasions in last week's episode. You can, it is possible to make a podcast, a single podcast your full-time occupation. I just don't recommend it. I do believe, however, it is very possible to directly generate income from your podcast. I do on a consistent basis. I do not, however, generate enough income from any podcast or a combination of all of my podcasts that I've done for the last seven or eight years to actually support my family of five. So so I do believe it's possible to generate even thousands of dollars of income on a monthly basis directly from podcasting, but I'm here to tell you, my friends, if you've got a family of five, you know six or seven thousand dollars a month is not going to support your family when you consider it as a business and you have to pay business taxes, overhead, um, and all the other stuff. I mean, it, especially when you consider all of the other things, it, it's six or seven thousand dollars a month. A month is not going to do it. And that, and by the way, six or seven thousand a month is getting to the place where you're pretty successful at this direct income generation through advertising sponsorships and affiliate links. But let's get into it, Mark. Uh, Let's talk about what is is affiliate? Isn't that the first thing we should talk about?
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, number one, the first thing podcasters need to know is what is affiliate marketing? I mean, one of the things that I remember when I was getting started on the internet in 2007, which seems like a lifetime ago now, is There were a lot of words being thrown around. I didn't always know what they really exactly meant. I kind of knew what they meant, but I didn't really know exactly what they meant. So the first thing you need to know is what is affiliate marketing and really what it is. Technically, it's it's performance-based marketing. And, and the idea is that you get paid for some kind of conversion as the, as the publisher or the advertiser. So you either get paid based on the sale or you get paid because someone submitted their email address or their zip code. There's various different actions that, that can happen. But something that you do, either by placing an ad or mentioning a link or sending traffic in some way, results in an action by a potential customer and you get paid, and that's what affiliate marketing is. And and it, go ahead. I was just going to say the the term is a little
0: misleading because I I do recall the first several times I heard affiliate marketing, and and in a way, I, and tell me if I'm crazy, but I jumped to the conclusion that it means that there's I am in some way affiliated with this company, or that I have a relationship with this company, and and in a way I do. I so that that terminology does kind of. Ring true because I my affiliation with them or my uh, my relationship is that I have some sort sort of formal agreement that if I promote their product or service and uh and communicate it to my audience and if they actually uh, take action on that then there is there is a relationship where they have agreed to pay me something in return for that. So in some way, I guess I am affiliated with that company, but not necessarily as... I don't know, Mark, me, when I think about I'm affiliated with such and such, it seems so much more closely, uh, so much more of an intimate relationship, whereas, to be honest with you, I don't have a very intimate relationship with Bluehost, but I am an affiliate of
2: Bluehost. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And one of the reasons that... The relationship can be a little bit more lax. I mean, certainly, your relationship with uh, with Bluehost as an affiliate is different than your relationship with uh, you know some of these other companies that you've associated with over the years, where you've gotten to personally know people. And and one of the reasons that there there are different ways to structure this, but in affiliate marketing, there's basically four players. And depending on how you're doing it, you'll, in, you'll engage with all these people. So, so there's, there's the, the actual merchant. That's the person who sells the product. So that's who you're talking about. And in this case, you know, it's B&H or it's, you know, B&H selling a product from, uh, you know, some cable company or, or from Behringer. You know, it's, it's, they're the people who are actually making the sale. But a lot of times between you, the affiliate, or sometimes you're called the publisher, because you're usually creating content that's driving this traffic, um, there's a lot of times there's a network in between. So some of the famous networks that you've heard of would be like Clickbank or Commission Junction, where they have aggregated up all of these merchants, and they're administering the affiliate program for the merchants because administering affiliate programs and keeping track of links and affiliates and all that is a ton of work. And And so if you can do that for 500 companies instead of just doing it for your own, there's a lot of economy of scale. So so there are many um, affiliate programs. Uh, networks out there that manage these programs. And as an affiliate, as a as a marketer who wants to sell affiliate products, you can join these networks and then your relationship is actually with the affiliate network and not with the merchant.
0: Exactly. And and I and I actually have a lot of these different things. I have direct relationships with uh, merchants, such as I, I, I consider B and H the merchant. They they are the company. They are the company that takes the order, fulfills the order, ships the order, services the order. Uh, So and they're very much the merchant. And I am directly connected to uh, a person that I have a very good relationship with at B and H. So that is an affiliate where I do have a good relationship with them. They're very much aware who I am, and 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 they actually look for ways to help me succeed uh, as much as I'm looking for helping them succeed. Uh, Then there is Bluehost, which, believe it or not, I actually am going... No, I I think I may have switched. I switched to where I'm now directly affiliated with them. But I also have many affiliates through um, Commission Junction, like you said. And then also ShareASale uh, is another one that I use. And there are three or four other networks that I'm a part of as well. But um, the one thing I can tell folks about these uh, affiliate uh, networks is... Is just because you get approved to be in the affiliate network, many of the companies that have affiliate programs that are managed by those networks, uh, you still have to apply for many of them, and you may get denied. It, it you know, I, I love that there's a little bit of um, a standard that is set by each of the merchants themselves uh, to say, is this a good fit? Is this relationship a good fit? And and I think that that's important with affiliate marketing. Is is this a is this an appropriate relationship for us to have?
2: Yeah, and and one of the reasons they're doing that is there's a lot of different kinds of affiliate marketing. We're talking about podcasters today, but you could also be the kind of affiliate that buys ads on Google AdWords. You could be buying banner ads and putting them on, you know, places where banner ads are for sale. You could be doing email marketing. You could be a spammer. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could be doing. For a long time, one of the most popular, you know, back in the early. 2005 2006 timeframes one of the really popular ways to do affiliate marketing was with article marketing where you would write an article and syndicate it to article directories and those articles would get syndicated and you could create uh, revenue that way so the bottom line for affiliate marketing to answer this first question of what is affiliate marketing is that as an affiliate marketer as a podcaster you send traffic to an offer and if that offer converts into a sale, you get paid. And that means that the fundamental purpose of affiliate marketing is to match offers with buyers. That's what affiliate marketers are doing. They're matching offers with buyers.
0: And, and by the way, you could potentially as a podcaster, and actually, let me back that up. Let me, restate, let me rephrase that. You, as a business owner who happens to have maybe your own products or services, you know, beyond your podcast, which again, I don't always feel is is one of your products. It could be, but it doesn't have to be and, and in my mind shouldn't be. Uh, but you may have your own products and services. For example, I have a product called Podcasting A to Z. So I'm a merchant who sells this course, and I do have affiliates who I have authorized to promote that. And if they match up my course with their potential uh, audience who would be interested in my course, then I agree to pay them a commission for each
2: person that they send my way. That's right. And so you can think of it as commission sales fundamentally.
0: It's a great way. I mean, it's, it's a great way to to uh arrange things it 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 actually is great for we'll actually talk about that next i think is why is affiliate marketing great for podcasters but um before we talk about that i actually want to think about why is affiliate marketing great for the merchant and because i believe in win 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 scenarios in affiliate marketing and i want all three parties to win i want the merchant to win by making more sales that they would not have received otherwise I want to win personally by generating some income. That would be sweet. But I don't want to do either of those unless also there is a third win involved, and that is that the, the consumer, the customer who is purchasing the product or service, that they win also, that they they receive a benefit or great value as a result of hearing about and then purchasing that product or service. So it's the reason why I think it's good for the merchant is that this is a way for them to get their product out to other people who would have never heard of this anyway, otherwise. And it's kind of cool for them to share the profit of that sale because you know they still are retaining a profit. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be paying to, to promote. But as long as they're still making a profit, they may not make as much product as if they would have directly generated the sale themselves. But this is a sale they would have never
2: got otherwise and so yeah that's exactly the point i mean these are customers that otherwise would not exist exactly and so this is why it's a good thing for the
0: affiliate or for the merchant themselves now mark the next thing that you want you think that you know podcasters should understand is why it's good for them so tell us why is it why is affiliate marketing a great resource or opportunity for podcasters
2: yeah so you know if you're a new podcaster particularly i think um I think, p- particularly people who who look at you and they they think, oh my gosh, I've got to have a podcast, and if I want to be like Cliff, what do I have to have? Well, I I have have to have an amazing wife. That's thing number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. After that, I've got to have. Gosh, I've got to have a podcast, and it's got to be fantastic. And then I've got to have this community, and now I've got to have products for sale, and then I've got to have you know a mastermind course and a you know a, a a mastermind group and a course and all these things and if you're starting out that's just completely overwhelming you're you're doing well as you know from from teaching podcasting a to z you're it, it's it's truly amazing and fantastic and a huge milestone just to get a great podcast out there absolutely so so the reason one reason affiliate marketing is great is because it's something you can do when you don't have your own product. You don't have to 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 have that sort of overwhelming hurdle to get over of figuring out what people want, creating the product, and 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 doing all of that sort of overwhelming stuff. So that's the first reason. And to go along with that, you don't have to figure out how to take people's money, which is a whole nother issue? Is it PayPal? How do you secure it? How do you keep people from stealing it? All of this kind of stuff. How do you make sure that your credit card transactions are secure? What do you do with people who don't uh, want to take PayPal? What do you do about um, Nigerian thugs who are trying to create some kind of bank fraud through your through your purchase uh, engine, which is something I've dealt with in the past? Um, and the other thing is, and this is important for a guy like me who's part-time, you don't have to be the frontline customer service for whatever questions um, that somebody has about a product. Now, I'll tell you later, the best affiliates are providing some level of customer service to people who buy through their link, but you're not answering a 1-800 number about the product that you created when someone doesn't can't find the download link and in all of these things and my friends that have products uh, a lot of them have, Hired people to handle their customer service. So, this is also a big deal. So, those are three reasons why affiliate marketing is a great place to start for podcasters who are busy creating awesome content.
0: I absolutely love that. I agree with all of those reasons. And if you have a podcast and it's surrounded around a targeted niche, uh, an aff- having an affiliate product that you can recommend to your audience, once you've built rapport, where people come to know, like, and trust you, um, then they probably would be willing to take advantage of it if if it's a good fit. But of course, the most important thing next, I think, is probably knowing which products you should promote.
2: Yeah, and that answer is very easy. So, you know, you'll find a lot of people that want to talk to you about how to choose products to promote, and usually they'll want to talk to you about choose the product that converts the most or has the highest percentage of sales or the biggest commission or pays twice a month or, you know, whatever. That's, that's all wrong. I mean, I, I will say unequivocally, that's the wrong idea. Yep. The easy answer is to promote products that will actually help your audience. If you are a podcaster your main goal in life is to create a relationship with people so that they know, like, and trust you so that you can help them. Because if people don't know, like, and trust you, they're not going to let you help them. So your first goal is to, is to build trust with your audience so that you can accomplish whatever your broader mission is. And so your products have to be 100% in line with that. And a great way to start off with that is to actually promote only promote products or to start off promoting products that you actually use yourself. For example, the Heil PR forty. Oh right? yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I I don't think I, I don't think I would have ever found Bob Heil Right. If you hadn't told me about the Heil PR40, and I certainly wouldn't have plunked down whatever it was at the time, four hundred dollars on a microphone or whatever it was, if I hadn't known, liked, and trust you about what the right microphone was to get. And as a result of that, my show sounds a little better because I've got that extra, you know, that extra oomph out of the bottom end of that Heil. And so. You know those kinds of things. That's kind of the mindset you need to have when you're choosing products to promote. Absolutely,
0: I, and I want to uh, say a couple things in addition to what you've already shared here. And I love this idea: only promote things that actually help your audience. You know, I and especially totally on board with. Don't look at the commission only. Don't look at the conversion rate uh, and and things of that nature. But think. You know, how is this product going to serve? You know, what is their going what is their experience going to be? It's not, you know, it's great. It's one thing for them to have a hundred and fifty dollar commission or, you know, a five hundred dollar commission or whatever the commission may be. But if they're if the experience for your community is that they sign up for this service and they've forked out, let's just say, you know, $180 or 300 dollars or 900 dollars for whatever it is you recommended, sure, you got your commission but now all of a sudden if they've got crappy customer service or if it's buggy and it's you know things just aren't working that reflects back on you uh, i you know it, it all of a sudden damages or dings that 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 rapport that you have with your community and so you definitely want to make sure that whatever you're recommending it is of quality and that it actually does help and add value to your audience and really the only true way to know that is what you said, actually use, or actually promote products that you use yourself, or that you've definitely taken the time to acquaint yourself with. There's only, I, I, I can only think of a few things that I have recommended as an affiliate that I have not used myself, and, and I'll give you a couple of those. One, I have never taken a, you know, a major multi-course, multi-week course from Jason Van Orden. Uh, and internet business mastery, but I did, however, recommend one of their uh, product launch formula things. It, you know, it, it it was something that was huge. They were promoting it. Their videos were absolutely out of this world as far as the free videos. And I told my audience, I said, "Listen, even if you only watch the free videos, there's great value in that." But here's the deal: if you do sign up, I am going to get a gigantic commission, and if you sign up, I've actually been inside of the course. I've actually seen all of the materials. I have gone through and previewed things. This is spot on. And I have a personal relationship with Jason Van Orden and I trust him. And as a result, um, I think I had him on the show for 15 minutes and I sent one email and I made $5,000 in commission.
2: Yep. And, uh, you shouldn't feel guilty about that because at all, because I know you don't, but because, I've been through most of Jason's stuff, and I also know him and Jeremy personally, and they are top-notch guys. So and <laughs> you you are definitely doing your community a service by recommending those products.
0: Absolutely. And here's the thing. Uh, the cool thing is, is that with their system, I actually was aware of who signed up. So I actually got to see the names of the people who signed up, and I personally followed up with those five people providing in, if you will, a little customer service along the way, you know, saying, hey, how's your experience? You know, and, and of course, I, you know, why, how, why wouldn't I? It's like, hey, I want to know how is this going? And, th- and all five of the individuals that signed up for that course absolutely loved it and f- saw it as, as a great investment that's already paid dividends to them. So that's that's one thing. And of course, there are some products, by the way, I've never used yet, uh, well, one I'll probably never use, and that's uh, Pamela, unless I finally get a PC and, and, and try to figure it out and create a, uh, a tutorial on it, which I probably will. But anyway, Pamela is software that allows you to record a uh, Skype conversation on a Windows-based computer. Another product that I recommend and that I have an affiliate relation with is uh, Call Recorder from Ecamm Software. I've never used the software, but I do recommend it. And the only reason I recommend both of those pieces of software is I've actually worked with thousands of people who record conversations via Skype. And of those thousands of people, they're broken up mostly in between Mac users and PC users. And they use one of those two services. And I have actually seen the results and they all, you know, say, you know, there's multiple different options and this is the one I use. And most everybody chooses one of those two. And as a result, I feel confident in my recommendation and since then a lot of people have used my affiliate links to purchase those products and have thanked me and I again, you know, followed up several times just to make sure it was the right software and that it was meeting their needs. And you know, so it's it's not that you only use things that you use yourself although I highly recommend that that's where you start out and certainly only go away from that with very, very good reasons, or, or very, you know, yeah, think about why you would go against that rule,
2: yeah. And I mean, almost always the reason to go against that is the reason that you went against it, which is people needed help. And you know, for your particular mix minus configuration, you're never going to use the ecam stuff. I use it, by the way, it's great. Um, when I'm on the road, I have you know, I don't carry my mixer with me, but um you've got to be helping people. That's got to be your primary concern and you've got to do your research, which is the other thing that you talked about. Once you do that, I I think it's, it's pretty safe.
1: Yep.
0: All right. So we've talked about, let's see here. We've got, what is affiliate marketing? Why is it, why is affiliate marketing great for podcasters? Uh, what products should I promote? Uh, what's number four?
2: Well, you know, uh, people tell me, "Oh, I just, there are no products for me to promote. (laughs) And I always laugh because it just cracks me up. So, I, I have, you know, we talked a little bit about these affiliate networks. Um, there are big ones like Commission Junction and Share a Sale. There are big retailers that have affiliate programs like Amazon and eBay and Walmart and Target. Um, there are little affiliate. Um networks like Peerfly and Pepper Jam, there are probably a thousand of those. Um, and then a lot of merchants, a lot of the smaller merchants, you mentioned b earlier, they have affiliate programs. And there are websites that aggregate all this information like offervault.com, where you can go to offervault and type in your niche and it'll, t- it'll find affiliate programs for you. But I think one of the easiest ways to find affiliate programs is just go to Google and type in your niche with the word affiliate or affiliate program. So like podcasting affiliate or podcasting affiliate program, or if your niche is wooden boats, <laughs> which is one of my favorite examples for you, Cliff. Wooden boat affiliate. I actually did this, and lo and behold, there are products available to promote in the wooden boat niche. That's can awesome. you believe that? Yeah. Isn't that amazing?
0: I I do believe it. I absolutely believe it. And in fact, uh, you found one. It's called MyBoatPlans.com. And if you go, and by the way, this this is a shout out to Dan Matson because I know he's the only wooden boat enthusiast podcaster that that I'm aware of that's listening right now. But anyway, Dan Matson, this is for you. Go to MyBoatPlans.com/slash/affiliates.htm and you can sign up today.
2: Yeah. And I have no idea. That's a ClickBank product. I have no idea if it's any good, um, but it's got a decent looking sales page. And, you know, I, I it, the guy's selling wooden, his wooden boat plans, which makes perfect sense to me. You know, there's a big market on the internet for chicken coop plans as well. It's the same kind of idea. And people, you know, live out in the country and they want to raise their own eggs. And so they need a chicken coop. And where do they go? They go to the Internet and they buy chicken coop plans. so if you've got a farming podcast or a podcast about country living and, you're, you know, you do a couple of episodes about the value of raising your own eggs and people want to know how to build a chicken coop, you can promote chicken coop plans in your podcast, and that makes perfect sense. It helps your readers, and as long as you're sure that you've, you've either used those chicken coop plans or you bought them yourself and and looked at them and and validated that they're great and you love them, then I, I think you're fine doing that. It makes po- total sense for your listeners.
0: Absolutely, and and also I want to just say that... Um, you know, maybe you don't find something specifically that just rings true to you, but there is something that, you know, whatever your niche is, I'm sure there are products or services or things that you purchase related to this niche uh, that you're using on a regular basis. And you may not actually be able to go to their website and look in the footer and see if they have the word affiliate program listed there. But if you were to contact them and say, can I talk to somebody in sales, you can ask them, do you have an affiliate program? You And it, by the way, some of those people will say, yes, let's talk. And some of those people are going to say, no, what's that? And then you can actually explain to them who you are, what you have to offer. And and basically, could you imagine, Mark, if you were just, let's just say, a mom and pop company. and And you really didn't have the greatest internet presence on the world. You have a website. You can have to where people can buy stuff from you. But all of a sudden, you know, most of your stuff, you know, people walk in or, you know, it's, it's the, the relationships you've built over the last 25 years. What, what would you say if you were in that scenario and then all of a sudden somebody says, listen, I have a publication or a brand where I reach out to about a thousand enthusiasts who are interested in this area, which obviously I use your product. I would actually like to sell your product for you. I won't charge you anything. I'll do it for free. The only thing I ask is that each sale I make, you would pay me a commission of whatever we negotiate.
2: I mean, is there any downside to that for that person? It's free money as long as you don't misrepresent their brand. And, you know, if you're... um if you're caring about your listening audience, you're not going to do that. So as as long as you represent their brand well, man, it is free money.
0: It is free money to them and also free money to you. Now, here's the situation. Um, I want to tell you, you know, you're going, you probably will pick up the phones and, and make some of those calls. And here's the deal. It depends on how you reach out to them. Some of them are like, you know, I, I don't know who you are you know, and I don't trust you. You know, I don't have time to deal with this. And so one of the things that I'm going to recommend that you do, and of course, this is important with anything that you do, learn a little bit about relationship marketing, learn a little bit about sales and marketing. If you want to get into some of these deeper things where you're actually developing your own affiliate commissions or affiliate relationships with companies, I will tell you it is possible but it does take a little finesse in learning how to develop rapport before you automatically go in and saying, all guns a-blazing, I am here to save your day.
2: Yeah, and, and you, you, there's other things, too. You need to sound professional and you need to be, you know, you need to take a, a probably in most cases a pretty soft approach. And and there's other things, too. You In some markets, instead of saying you have a podcast, you're going to want to use the phrase online radio show because people understand what that means sometimes better than podcasts but you know there's lots of stuff like that when you're making those phone calls but chances are to get started you don't need to make those phone calls you're buying stuff in your niche that you're using every day to support your own habits in your niche and you other people could benefit from those and there are going to be affiliate programs around those a lot of times and so when you're getting started you can usually find something
0: all right. So, there are products for your niche that m- will match your podcast or your niche area. So, uh, let's see here. Number five, you must de- disclose.
2: Yeah. So, we don't spend too much time on this. Cliff, you do an excellent job on this. It's very important from... And I'm not a lawyer, and I, I don't play one on TV, but I will tell you that uh, in the United States the Federal Trade Commission requires that you disclose when you recommend a product that you have a financial relationship with the product. In other words, I'm recommending this, and if you buy it, I get paid. But beyond that, I think it's really important for podcasters to do disclosure because that kind of transparency builds trust with listeners. And you can use phrases, if you're uncomfortable, you can use phrases like, you can say if you'd like to support the show you can use my affiliate link to go sign up for bluehost and it's 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 completely removes any sense of trickery or chicanery or dishonesty there because you're saying you're just being very upfront look if you decide to do this understand that i have this financial relationship and i think disclosures also just kind of in a common sense way the right thing to do. So I recommend that you always disclose your affiliate relationships whenever you're promoting products on your show.
0: Absolutely. And and I find it it, not only does it build trust, but people go out of their way here. I always talk about creating content that is, you know, is, is making a positive difference in people's lives. That's helping people. And, and there's this thing called reciprocity where people will want to return value to you. And at the end of every episode, almost every episode of Podcast Answer Man, I I read off the names of of the domains that were used in registering using my Bluehost account. And and I'll quickly just say, hey, guys, thank you for that. If you want to learn more about my thoughts on hosting, go over to PodcastAnswerMan.com slash hosting. And, of course, just know that if you do sign up for a hosting account with Bluehost, I get a very generous commission. And of course, all of a sudden, people are like, well, gosh, I could go with a ton of different companies. But man, I'd rather have Cliff get a very generous commission.
2: Absolutely, they'll do that. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. About three years ago, you were on a cruise with Dan Miller. Maybe it's been four now. I don't know. But you were on the, on the No More Mondays cruise, I think. And I needed uh, an MDX 4600, but I emailed you and your assistant got back to me. I can't remember her name at the time. Andrea, maybe. Andrea, or yep. Yeah, Andrea got back to me and said, "Uh, "Cliff's out of town," and I. But I really, you know, I'm kind of an instant gratification guy. I wanted it right now, so I dug around over on GSPN TV until I could find your Amazon link. And instead of having you drop shipping me the the MDX 4600, which I planned to have you do, I just ordered it off of Amazon. But I, I spent 20 minutes looking for your link because I was buying the thing because I knew about it because you told me. And I felt like I, I at least wanted you to get that affiliate commission from Amazon on that product. And so... Even I do that, so I know that people out there do that and and I get emails sometimes they're like, "Hey, I'm thinking about buying this. Do you have an affiliate link for it?" I'd like to I'd like for you to get the commission.
0: That is awesome. And 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 I actually get emails all the time from people who are saying, "Cliff, I want to purchase this. Do you have an affiliate link?" I mean, they're they're even emailing me asking me and and th- I want to tell you, Mark, there have been at least 20 times when somebody says, I'm getting ready to buy this product, and it's a big ticket product. I've already made my decision. Uh, Do you have an uh, an affiliate relationship with them? And I go to their website, and I see that they have an affiliate code. And I sign up, and I say, why, yes, I do. Here's my link. (laughs) But I I actually do say to them, say, listen, I've never heard of this before. Uh, I just signed up because you requested this. So please keep that in mind but uh, I really appreciate you going out of your way to to see that I generate a commission from your purchase. So I'm very upfront even then. I mean, so there's another situation where I, I had an affiliate relationship with something I've never heard of before, but I have done that.
2: Yeah. So, so let's talk about those affiliate links. That's kind of leads into item number six, which talks about how to make them look pretty. You know, you said go get affiliate links. And you know, the way affiliate marketing works typically, sometimes there's a coupon code or something that you can give people out over the air. But typically what you end up with is a a really long and nasty-looking link that's probably 50 or 60 characters long that has information in it about who you are. And sometimes you can encode those links with where they come from. So you can, a lot of times, if you want to track... Uh, where your affiliate purchases are coming from, you can encode the links with say the show number that the, the where you're mentioning the link or the page on your website and so forth. And so these things get really these things get really long. And um, what you can do is you can beautify those links. And there's a lot of reasons that you need to do that. So you can change this 40 character link into something like podcastanswerman.com/slash microphone or something like that so that people can remember it if they hear it on your show, which is very, very important. Because remember, most people who are listening to your show are driving or in the gym. They're not at a computer when they're listening to your show. Or you can can use that to enhance your own branding because instead of mentioning the merchant's site... You're actually mentioning your site podcastanswerman.microphone.
0: Yeah, so to give you an example of this, I could tell uh, Dan Matz. Let's just let's just assume I had thirty different uh, wooden boat enthusiasts podcasters listening to the show. There are thirty of them out there, and I say, hey, for all of you guys who have those boat podcasts. I want to tell you, I could tell you to go to go to www.myboatplans.com slash affiliates.htm uh, slash colon question mark, you know, gspn underscore, you know, blah, 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 one, two, three, seven, two dot htm. Ampersand. <laughs> Ampersand. Uh, I could try to read that off or, and by the way, while you were talking, Mark, I did this. You could go to podcastanswerman.com slash boat plans all one word podcastanswerman.com slash boat plans
2: oh fantastic
0: and, uh, and so it, it's so much easier and it's it's very easy to remember and people often ask me gosh cliff man you, how do you how do you remember all these things well i have a, I have even a shorter url that's associated with my brand it's called gspn.tv and so i use like gspn.tv slash pamela gspn.tv slash call recorder gspn.tv slash PR40, gspn.tv slash BH, gspn.tv slash NMX, gspn.tv slash, I could go, I mean, all of these are, matter of fact, not only that, but if you were to ask me, hey, Cliff, what cable do I need to go from the tape out of the mixer into the line input of my Roland recorder? Oh, that's easy. Just go over to gspn.tv slash CMR, Charlie, Mary, Roger, 210. So gspn.tv slash cmr210 and it'll pull it right up for you.
2: That's awesome. And you know, in addition to making it easy for your listeners, you can also, if you if you depending on how you do it, that redirecting those links, that's called redirection. Redirecting those links can help you enable tracking so you know how many um, clicks there are. It also helps protect some of the affiliate information that you might have in there like your affiliate ID. It it just buries it where, you know, it's not exposed to people when they when they click on the link. And all of those are good best practices for affiliate marketing. And I think Cliff, I think you and I both use the WordPress plugin Pretty Links Lite. Yes, it's absolutely
0: yeah. free, and you could get the paid version, which, by the way, I don't even have an affiliate link to that, but I should. Uh, but I've just never had the need to pay for the program, and sometimes, I, and I don't know why, I mean, I, I'm i at the place now where the reciprocity has more than kicked in. So whenever I get the chance and I think about it, I, I'm, I can tell you right now, eventually, I am going to pay for the pro version of Pretty Links just because... I feel like I need to, even if I didn't even uh, you know, register it. I just want to give that developer whatever money he's asking for, for that plugin, because it has provided me literally tens of thousands of dollars in value.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no telling how many additional affiliate sales you've made because someone could remember the link um, because you're using Pretty Links. I mean, it's I consider it to be... Absolutely, an essential thing for affiliate marketers to do, and and not just for affiliate marketing. I mean, you also redirect. You also have redirect links to a lot of your content, um, or you know, or simple slugs. It's the same idea where you go and say, okay, if you want to know about. Uh, everything that I know about feed burner, go to Podcast Answer Man slash FeedBurner or whatever. And so it, it's just a very good best practice for podcasters.
0: Well, Mark, we're already over one hour in this podcast episode, which, you know, my audience knows that that happens sometimes. Uh, but let's go ahead and start wrapping this up here with the last thing. Uh, number seven, affiliate marketing is a math problem.
2: Yeah. So, you know, the way to think about affiliate marketing from a monetization standpoint is this idea of a, of a funnel. So, if if you have, say, you have some number of listeners, say there's you know maybe five thousand people hear your episode, and maybe of the people that hear your recommendation for some product, maybe only three or let's say four percent of people are excited about what you mentioned. Say your podcast is about wooden boats and you're you're talking about this wooden boat polish that you just found. It's so awesome. And 4% of the people listen to your show, that means 200 people roughly out of 5,000 will actually go to that link and land on that polish site and look at that boat polish. And let's say that really is the best boat polish on the planet. And, and they sell this thing called a like new boat kit and it's $199 and let's say that of course not all 200 people buy that but but maybe you know some maybe 10 percent of them 20 people buy that boat kit for $200 using your link that's 20 people that that polish company probably never would have reached that just spent $200 on their site and if the commission is is 10 percent you just made four hundred dollars, so you can kind of th- follow through these things, make estimates about what the commissions would be, and kind of get a sense about whether or not it's worth promoting these products and whether or not um, um, you know it's going to work out for you. If when when at times when you want to think about the money, but I want to reemphasize. If you worry about actually helping your customers, your listeners, your community, the people that know, like, and trust you, if you put that ahead of the money and don't worry so much about this math problem, you'll get much better results and you won't even be worried about the math.
0: Absolutely. Mark, I'll tell you what, there's so much more we could say and I think I'd love to have you on maybe in about a month or so from now. Have you come back on and you and I can talk about ways to actually promote our affiliate products.
2: Oh yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got, I'll, I'll, I'll commit to another seven promotion strategies for podcasters. How about that? Absolutely. If you guys have enjoyed this,
0: I would love to hear your your thoughts and reactions to it. Podcastanswerman.com slash three two five. Podcastanswerman.com slash three two five. Mark Mason, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Hey, it's a pleasure to be here as the president of the Cliff Ravenscraft Fan Club. <laughs> Sweet.
0: Hey, real quick, folks. At the end of the show here, I just want to say uh, thank you to each and every one of you for listening each and every week. This week, I did I th- actually 12 podcast interviews. Uh, real th- quick thanks to Mark, uh, Martin Fisher from uh, Waiternomics, Michael O'Neill from The Solopreneur Hour, Ma- uh, Paul Shakuri from In- Entrepreneur Adrenaline, Wes Schaefer from The Sales Whisperer, Alan Fawcett, Infinite Pie Podcast, Jim Munchpack The Social Business Podcast, James Badlock uh, from The Website Lime, David West, Startup Business Podcast, Courtney McKenzie from Entrepreneur 2.0, Susie Farthing, One Love for Nurses, Jared Easley, Starve the Doubts, and also Bruce Naylor from Business Commuting Weekly. Thank you all so much for having me as a guest on your show. I really, really enjoyed that this week. And of course, thank you to those behind NRBALive.com and SheilaButler.com. They have used my Bluehost affiliate link for signing up. And of course, I want to certainly encourage each and every one of you to consider my podcasting A to Z online training course that is coming up Monday, September 23rd. I am actually hosting an informational call. If you want to have if you have any questions about whether or not this is the right course for you, whether or not it could fit into your schedule. If you have any questions related to podcasting A to Z at all, if you've been on the fence, come out to podcastanswerman.com slash A2Z call. Again, it's podcastanswerman.com slash A2Z call. That's A T O. Z C A L L, and that will get you to the registration page for a free online conference call where I will be answering questions. Thank you all so much. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level, my friends. Helping you
1: to get.